Open up your Bibles to the book of Acts. Book of Acts. Book of Acts, chapter 2. <clears throat> book of Acts, chapter 2. Book of Acts, chapter 2. Good to see you all tonight. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it in that horrible weather. I'm just kidding. It's amazing how you wake up in the morning, it's like pouring down rain, or it's really windy and cold, and like three hours later, it's clear blue skies, and it's nice and sunny. Alaska kind of reminds me of young people's emotions, you know, just all over the place. (laughs) Old people, too. I'm just speaking the truth, that's all. Are you guys there? Acts chapter... Two? How many here last week? You guys made it last week. If you weren't here, you missed being bare naked. <laughs> Not me. I said we just missed all about being bare, bare naked. Talked about friendship, what it means to be making friends. And we talked about the most important thing or one of the key things about building genuine friendships is being bare or rather bearing our hearts with one another. Say, bear my heart. Not B-E-A-R, like I'm going to, bear is going to eat my heart. There you go. Thanks, Austin. Sound effects. I love it. I don't have to do sound effects anymore. Um, But bear, B-A-R-E, not B-A-I-R, or B-E-I-E-R. B-A-R-E, right? That's bear. B-A-R-R? Let's move on. Genuine friendship is where each heart is bare before another. You can't say you have a friend just because you have people that come on line called Facebook and you say that they're your friend. That's not necessarily your friend. There's like a competition who can have the most friends on Facebook, and I'm losing. <laughs> Big time. Second Corinthians chapter eleven thirty verse chapter eleven verse thirty says this: If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my infirmity. If you're if you're not challenged tonight yet, it's just getting started. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show. Say show. My infirmity. We're really good at showing our strengths, aren't we? We're really good at telling people about our strengths. But how many people tell others about their weaknesses? And Paul gives us an example. He says, if you're going to boast, or if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast, I'm going to toot my horn about my weaknesses. This is the Amplified. It says this. It says, I'm going to boast of the things by which I am made weak and contemptible in the eyes of of my opponents. You don't see that when you watch the playoffs, do you? You don't see that when you watch the Olympics or the World Cup. You don't see them boasting in their failures, do you? But this is the example that God gives us as Christians to humble ourselves and to make ourselves known before one another. It actually goes on in in a few verses later in chapter 12, Paul says something similar to the fact that 
he quotes what Jesus says, that my grace is sufficient for you, for when I am weak, then I am strong, Paul says. He says, so therefore I boast and I talk all the more about my failures. James 5.16 says, fully confess your faults. Confess your failures. Confess your weaknesses. Confess your problems one to another and pray for each other that you would be healed. Confess. Confess. Actually, that word confess actually means fully confess. Meaning don't hide anything. Keep nothing hidden. Fully confess. I just wanted to kind of give us a summary about that. The goal, and, and to sum up this whole, the whole thing we we're talking about yesterday, the whole goal of it is that our hearts would be wide open before God and before man. And I want to give you a quick, a quick little notes about, quick little, uh, I guess, tidbits about this, that it's important that you understand that, that I'm not saying that you run around telling everybody your weaknesses and failures. Okay, use wisdom. Say wisdom. Okay, wisdom would say, tell people about your failures, but who you tell is key and it's important. Right? You with me? Don't tell people that you can't trust yet. And if you're not trustworthy, then you're not a friend and you won't be until you become trustworthy. And if people aren't bearing their heart with you, ask yourself, am I trustworthy? Because that's probably your problem, is that you're not trustworthy. The goal is that our hearts are bare, meaning they're wide open before God and before people. Who and how much you share to a particular individual, this is important, who and how much you share to a particular individual that you're calling your friend is up to your discretion. It's up to your decision. But the point is that your whole heart is unveiled before somebody's or some people's hearts and minds and eye. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? Nothing is hidden. Jesus says, now we're friends because I have, I have told you everything the Father has told me. What in your life has not been told before man? I'm not talking about God right now. I'm talking about what in your life have you not told somebody about? And that's what I'm talking about, that you should bear your heart with somebody. And I promise you, I promise you, that as you bear your heart with them and they listen to you and love you, you will, de- you will develop a genuine friendship. My best friends are those that know all of my failures. Reed Anderson is one of my best friends. Jonathan Brady is one of my best friends. But I've, I've bared my heart with them. And they've bared their heart with me. And we'll love each other forever. Because I've told them all my junk. I've told them all my stuff. There's nothing that's going to separate us because of that. Right? You don't have friends until you bear your heart. If you didn't hear that message, go ahead and get it. It's on podcast. But tonight we're going to talk about making friends part two. Part two. The title of my message tonight is Intentionally Intentional. Intentionally Intentional. You with me? Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Peter's preaching. Peter just got filled with the Holy Spirit and stood up, insinuating that he was either sitting down or lying down. Probably got slain in the Holy Spirit, bless God. (laughs) That's good right there. Verse 14. But Peter standing up. Sorry. Sometimes it's just good just to lay down and allow God to work in you. 
And when you lay down and allow God to work in you, you learn to stand up and preach and love and lead worship and prophesy or whatever God's called you and made you to do. But first, you've got to sit down. That's a whole other message. <clears throat> Verse 36, it says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. That's the gospel. Jesus has now been made Lord and Christ because he died, was buried, and rose again and ascended to heaven. Jesus is now both Lord and Christ. That's our gospel. That's why we're here tonight. Is because Jesus is Lord and Christ. But when they heard this, they were cut to heart. Some of us are cut to heart tonight, and that's good. If you feel convicted, if you feel challenged, it's good. It's what you do with that that determines your success in life. It's so awesome. It says, And they said to Peter and to the rest of them, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Too many of us get in worship services or we hear a message, but we don't ask this question. We get cut to the heart, we get convicted, but we don't walk away saying, what should I do about this? Or maybe we ask it, but we don't actually do what we should do. And we're, we're a lot of good hearers of the word, but not too many of us are good doers of the word. Christianity is not about coming to church to hear music and hear the word. Christianity is about worshiping God and doing what he says. Men and brethren, what shall we do? That's the million-dollar question. What are we supposed to do in view of what Jesus has done? What am I supposed to do? That's what I want to answer these next few weeks. What should I do in view of Jesus being both Lord and Christ over my life? What should I do since Jesus has risen from the dead? What should I do? I want to know what I should do, not what my neighbor should do. But what should I do? What should, what should you do? Not the person that you're leading, not the person that you know is struggling with sin, but what should you do in view of what Jesus has done? You hear what I'm saying? What should you do? What should I do? Peter says, repent. It doesn't mean say, God forgive me and keep doing what you're doing. That literally means to turn from your wicked ways and follow Jesus. Repent and be and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Thank God that he called us and put his spirit in us. Verse 40. This is it right here. This is the answering to what shall we do. With many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Verse 42, key verse tonight. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. The NIV says they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. The, the literal translation means that they, they eagerly moved and put their hearts toward the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. In other words, you could also translate it like this. They intentionally followed the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and they had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. 
So continuing daily with one accord in the, in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. More of us Christians need to live with gladness and simplicity of heart. Too many of us are overly burdened and stress ourselves out and stress others out. 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to the church daily. They just kept loving each other. They just, they just hung out together, didn't they? What shall we do? They had fellowship. You know what that word fellowship means? It's the Greek word koinonia. It means to have a society, to create a brotherhood, a sisterhood, to create a family. It's something that, that man cannot make, but only God does when we humble ourselves and really love one another. God creates a society, a family, a culture, a fellowship. Would you pray with me? Let's pray and, and uh, ask God to help us. We need help. We need help to know how to live life. I don't want to just kind of have another service. I don't want to just kind of come and talk for a little bit. I want every one of your hearts to be changed tonight. And I can't do that, but God's Word and His Spirit will and can. Amen? So open up your hearts right now and ask God to speak to you, to challenge you, to change your heart and to help you to live the life you're supposed to live. God, Father, we love you. God, tonight we sit and we rest. God, tonight we sit and we rest in what you've done for us. God, I'm thankful for your love for us, for me, God, that you would call me your son, that you would love me, that you would listen to my prayers and my cries. God, that you'd put me in the place that I am to encourage your people. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. And God, I thank you for your anointing. I thank you, God, for your grace that's at work in us. God, I pray you'd help us. Help us, God. Open our eyes. Open up our ears and our hearts and our minds to see and to understand what you have for us and how we should live. Jesus, we really want to follow you. Teach us the simplicity the simple gospel and the simple life, the easy yoke and the light burden that you offer in Jesus. Show us what it looks like to follow you. Thank you for your people. I thank you that they're blessed. Open up our eyes, God, to see how blessed we truly are. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a... Uh, Good scripture in First Peter three chapter or ch- chapter three verse eight through eleven. We read it last week in the message translation. We'll go back to that next week in the message translation. Don't miss that. But I'm reading out of the Amplified tonight in that scripture, and it says this. <clears throat> it says First Peter three verses eight through eleven in the Amplified version. It says, finally, or summing it all up, all of you should be of one and the same mind. United in spirit, sympathizing with one another. We talked about that last week, right? Loving each other as brethren of one household, compassionate and courteous, tender-hearted and humble toward one another. Never return evil for evil or insult for insult. This is what Christians should live like and look like. When somebody hurts you or speaks evil of you, don't turn and do the same thing. Never to return evil for evil or insult for insult, scolding or tongue lashing, 
or berating, but on the contrary, blessing, praying for their welfare, happiness, and protection, and truly pitying and loving them. For know that this is what you have been called to, that you may yourselves inherit a blessing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection. For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, keep his tongue from evil, free from evil, and his lips from guile, treachery, or deceit. Let him turn away wickedness and shun it, and let him do right. Let him search for peace. This is key tonight. Let him search for peace. Not let peace come about him, but let him. If you want to live a life that God has destined for you, let him, or you should, him or her, so it's search for peace and harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions and moral conflicts, and seek it eagerly. This is the key verse tonight. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow man, and with yourself, but pursue them. Go after them. Be intentional. I just think so much about what are we, what are we doing? I, I mean, we do so many things in life. You know, like this morning I woke up and uh, I brushed my teeth. It's a good way to start your day out. That's what my wife tells me. A few times, just keep brushing them, honey. It's funny, like when, when, she's, when, when girls, when you get pregnant, your senses, and, and Seth, you might be able to relate with this, but uh, that your your wife's senses actually get more intensified, like this more extreme and everything. They smell everything. And it just, I mean, every night, I would like down, lay down in bed and go, oh, and she'd be like, oh my gosh, go brush your teeth. And I'm like, I just brush my stinking teeth. And uh, every morning, and, and I just, now it's kind of just, just talk to her like this, you know, just, like, well, you know, I just, it's, I don't know. But I, so I'm always self-conscious, like, I was just talking to this guy, Jeremiah, before, and he's, he's chewing gum, and I was actually going to ask him if I could chew on it, because I just feel like my breath just stinks. So now I actually carry around just mints and stuff all the time, just because I'm just self-conscious about my breath. <laughs> so I, I'm still brushing my teeth, and I just would encourage and, and exhort you this night to brush your teeth. So anyway... <clears throat> We, we do so many different things, you know, there's so many different things we do, especially as Christians, you know, we, we pray, we, we read our Bible, we think we're praying, at least we're praying to something or someone, sometimes it's our feelings, uh, but we're praying and, and we worship and we, we sing at least, and, uh, and we try to do good things, you know, and, um, you know, we get up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we, we, we hopefully take a shower, um, well, at least, yeah, anyway, and, uh, and you, you hopefully go to work. That's a whole other message, but oh, Seth, help me, man. Get a job. <laughs> Just keep trying. Don't be idle. Bible says, warn those who are idle among you. Work. If there's anything that our generation is missing, if there's, there's a few, quite a few, but work. Can you work? Jesse says yes. I admire Jesse Anderson. She's been working since she was 14 and earning money. My wife as well. She started working at 13 to earn money for herself to live. 
work. We could just stop right there and go home. And if you all just started working, we'd do better. Right, we'd just be better Christians if you just started working. I think it's uh, Dean. Is Dean here tonight? Where's Dean at? Dean, 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 aren't you working? Aren't you mowing lawns and stuff? How old are you? 13? Yeah. Dean is 13. He's starting to mow lawns. My goodness. Well, you, you're working too? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So this guy right here, Austin's working too. But we have so many, <laughs> we have so many <laughs> inspired. You guys inspired yet? Okay. I'm trying real hard, guys. We have so many people that just try to be a good person, but you're idle and you're just being lazy and you sit on your computer all day long, but you don't work. If you can't get a job, look for something. Just pick something up. Like at least work for your mom or dad or something. Just do something. Work. It's good for you. Where was I at? We do so many different things, and hopefully we go to work. And, and when you go to work, you, uh, you, you, kinda, you just kind of do your job, you know. Then you kind of come home, and you have friends. You hang out with people. And, and then, you know, you eat. You, you eat every once in a while, and you hang out with more people, hopefully. Uh, if you don't have friends, that's why you're here, to make friends. Amen. Okay. And uh, that's one of the reasons. And then, and then, and then you go home, and, and, and you brush your teeth. Just do it again because your breath probably stinks. And once you brush your teeth again, you, you just kind of hang out and you probably hopefully read your Bible and then you kind of go back to bed. And I guess my question is, what are we doing? You know, like, like I don't know, we do that over and over and over and over again and, and then we come to church and, and we go to camp or we work or we, we go to school and, and we, or we go to a small group or we, we go to Moose's Tooth. Uh, we, we, yeah. We do so many different things, but like, what are we actually doing? Like, 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 if if I were to take a taste of your life, like, what is it? What does it look like? What's the consistency in your life? What are you continuing steadfastly in? What are you being intentional about? Well, actually, that word intentional is actually very foreign from our vocabulary and from our actions. Maybe it's not very foreign from your vocabulary, meaning maybe you know what that word means, but I think it's very foreign from our actions and our generation and culture today, to be intentional in life. Because we do so many things, don't we? I mean, even in ministry, there's so many different types of ministries. And, and I don't want to just do so many different ministries. I, me, I want to be intentional about what I'm doing. Because what I focus on will grow. But if I don't focus on anything, then nothing happens in my life. That's why I keep continue to invest in the same people. Why do you keep meeting with that person? Because I'm trying to be intentional about developing that person. What are we doing if we're not making friends? Like, like what are we doing in all of life if we're not loving people? Like, what, like if you're not loving people, what are you doing? Some people are watching TV. Anonymous persons. But what are, like, what are you doing if you're not doing that? What are you doing if you're not being intentional about making friends with people? Rhetorical question, Austin. Rhetorical. Think about it. Journal it. And stop doing the thing if it's not loving people. You know what the fruit of the Spirit is for? It's not for your good. It's to love people. You know the Bible talks about do good? It doesn't mean just do good things. It means do good to people. You know the whole Bible is about loving people? Not just trying to be a good person? It's being intentional 
about loving people. Not dogs. People. There's a difference. I love dogs, actually. But dogs have become man's best friend and, and, and real friends have been lost. Especially in our culture. What are you doing if you're not making friends? Nothing. If you're not being intentional in your life to make friends and to love people, you're missing what the purpose of life is. The purpose of life, like this is what you were praying about earlier, Matt, the calling. Our purpose in life is to love God and love people. And if you're not doing that and you say you're a Christian, you're lying to yourself and you're fooling yourself. That's what it is. You know, we, we, could, just, we could just stop there and, and, and if we just started doing that right there, just started being intentional about loving each other, this whole place would be different. And actually, living out what the definition of love means. What are you doing? You know, Jesus talks about it in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. You know where it says, the eye is the lamp of your body. You know that scripture? And a little bit after that, he says, you, you can't serve two gods. Okay, you, you got to serve God or mammon, right? God or money. And he goes on a little bit further in Matthew six thirty three. We know the scripture. It says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Sounds like God's an intentional God, doesn't he? Sounds like God has a hard time when we just kind of randomly live our life. We're, we, 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 we justify our randomness and sporadicness in the name of that's my personality. Do I got to go back to personality again? Because, because I'm tired of this, this talk about being random and that that's just, that's just who I am. Well, I'm sorry. That doesn't make it right. Because you're random doesn't justify your randomness. Because you're sporadic and you don't do anything in life and you're just lazy, that doesn't, I'm sorry, but that doesn't justify and make right what you're doing. Intentional. Discipline. You're a disciple of Jesus. You know what that word disciple means? It means to be disciplined, to follow Jesus, to be intentional. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, right? Hey, I found out what his kingdom is. I've always thought about, it. what is his kingdom? Because I know what his righteousness is. It's, it's seeking first the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That you would rest in his righteousness. Not that you would try to do good things. But that you would rest in the righteousness that is in Jesus. So that you would say, I'm going to seek the righteousness of God. I'm going to seek Christ Jesus. He's the righteousness of God. Okay? And as I rest in him, I seek his kingdom. You know what his kingdom is? The person sitting next to you. It's not some cool idea or movement or some philosophy. It's people. It's human beings. God wants us to seek first each other and him. That's the intentional life. If you want to advance God's kingdom, it's not some mystical uh, floating spirit floating in the air. It's the person sitting next to you, you intentionally pursuing and seeking and loving them. That's his kingdom. Seek first. Be intentional. Be intentional. I got a, I got a cool uh, little story for us. Go to uh, Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, verse uh, 13. Are you guys with me tonight? I'm just, I'm just going candid because I just, 
I'm tired of, of not being real. And I'm going to keep being real. Because I want us to really live. Because I don't know how much longer we have. And I'm not trying to be weird and all prophetic and stuff. But, but I, I just don't want to waste our time. I don't want to waste your time. Mark chapter 3. I'm just teaching tonight. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. This is really cool. You know, Jesus just begins his ministry, and he says this. He went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. He called to him for himself, is what that means. He called him for himself, those he himself wanted. Jesus was very intentional about what he was going to spend his life on. He didn't climb up a mountain and say, anybody just come. He climbed up a mountain and he called those to himself that he wanted to be with him. And then in verse 14 it says, Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Jesus was very intentional and his intentions were this. I want to gather people to myself, those that I want. Not just, not just anybody, but I'm going to be intentional. If you read on, actually, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, he actually talks about their names because God's very intentional. Very intentional about who. And actually, he gives Peter a new name, and he talks about James and John and their name, the sons of thunder. But, but the point of this is that Jesus was very intentional. Jesus didn't just walk along uh, the Sea of Galilee and say, anybody come follow me. He said, he called out to those Peter, James, and John on the boat, or Peter, right? Peter and his father were fishing. And he called out to them. He said, you come and follow me. He found, you, he found Matthew, the tax collector, and he went up to him at his tax booth in front of all the Pharisees, and he called him out intentionally, and he said, I want you to follow me. This shows me that Jesus was very intentional about who he chose to be his friends. Making friends is an intention, it's not random. It's not about being passive. You cannot make a friend if you're passive in life. You have no friends if you're not intentionally loving them and pursuing them and calling them out where you wake up and the first thing that's on your mind is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you are righteous, that you are made right, that you are qualified to be God's child, to be God's son or daughter. That's first on my mind. And his kingdom, his people. But it's intentional. Who am I going to love today? I don't want to just love people. I want to seek out Jeremiah Ridgway. I, I want to seek out Jonathan Brady. I want to se- seek out Linda Jones. I, wanna, I want people. I want, I want real names. And I want to be intentional about pursuing these people. Friendship, loving people, is intentional. It's not random. It doesn't just kind of happen. You want friends? Stop sitting around and waiting for them to come to you. Make friends. You want to live out the commandment of God, to love God and love each other? Then be intentional and pursue people out. You hear what I'm saying? What are we doing if we're not making friends? Like, what are we doing? Like, really? We're so unintentional, aren't we? We're unintentionally unintentional. <laughs> Some of you, that's, that doesn't make sense, but I'll say it again. You're unintentionally unintentional. That makes good sense? Okay, cool. In other words, you just kind of wake up and you just sit there. 
and you have no intention in your life. How many, don't raise your hand, but you know what I'm saying. Like you're, <laughs> thanks bro. Like you're just, you're just lazy. Unin- that's, that means unintentionally unintentional. You just kind of go through days after day after day after day and you haven't done anything. That's unintentionally unintentional. Gabriel, what, then what would it look like if I were to do something? It would be you pursuing people and making friends with them. You, you with me? If we're not pursuing each other, what are we doing? If we're not being intentional about loving each other, you're wasting time and you're wasting my breath. There's only so much on this planet. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We find here, I'm going to jump ahead to Acts chapter 2 as we kind of move, move on tonight. Acts chapter 2, we just read it. They continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. They were very intentional about fellowship. That looks like they were together. Every soul was together. They had all things in common. They were among all, and they gave as much as anyone had need. They were with one accord. They went from house to house. And they had gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with the people. They were intentional. I, I think it's cool that it says that they continued stuff. They, they, not, not the youth pastor, not the apostles, not the leaders, but they, just the people that gave their life to Jesus, said, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote myself. I'm going to give myself to building a community of genuine, authentic love. If there's anything that we ought to be known for, it should be that right there. Man, when I came to that church, they all loved me. There shouldn't be people that come in here new that don't leave or we failed. Not that we're trying to steal people from other churches, but I'm particularly talking about people that don't have a home, have a family, that we would embrace them. And if you're taking them from other churches, you're, the devil's a liar. Stop doing that. If they're in a family, let them stay in their family. Amen? I'm talking about people that... That are, that are sheep without a shepherd. They're people that aren't intentionally pursued. You want to you be, a, be a, a mentor? You want to be somebody that disciples people? Make friends and be intentional. You know what it looks like when you really, really are loving them and you've really won their heart and you've really made friends? You know what it looks like? It doesn't look like you forgetting about talking to them for four weeks and then your, your, your leader says, you need to talk to them. Oh, yeah, shoot. No, but it looks like you going, I love this person, and I'm, I'm going to talk to them because I love them, because they're my friend, and that's what you do. You, you talk. You listen to each other. You encourage each other. You, you're intentional about pursuing each other. My pod leaders, small group leaders, those of you who think you're called to be, I, I hope you are. That's cool. We need more of them, many more. Right? We need many more of those. We, we, need, we need many of you to rise up and to say, I want to I make friends. I want to make disciples, Gabriel. That's what I want to do. Gabriel, I, I, I don't really have a burden for the people in the church, but I really have a burden for them lost. Well, then we need you too. 
Do you have a burden for anything? I'm just asking. If the shoe fits, thugs. Praise God. He's got a burden for thugs. Do you have a burden? You know what my burden is? I'll be real with you. My burden right now is for you. My heart is for you. I genuinely love you. I can't spend my time with all of you. But my heart is that all of you would spend time and love each other. My poly leaders, small group leaders. Are you just leading a small group? Or are you loving each other? You know what I mean? Like, are you just, are you just attending your small group and just kind of leading a small group? Or are you actually being intentional about loving the people and making friends with those people that are there? Because if you're not, you failed. Out, outreach people. Those of you who feel called to do evangelism. Are you just kind of, well, anybody that comes along, I'm just going to tell them about Jesus real quick. I don't know what that was. That was kind of like a zombie, you know. Or are you thinking, God, lay something on my heart today as I am living my life and help me to make friends with them and love them and lead them to you? You see what I'm saying? Are you, you know, it's, I mean, it even goes, it even, like me, you know, am I just, and this is what the Lord challenged me a few weeks ago, am I just leading this service or am I wanting to impart a word to you to where you're changed from the inside out. You, you with me? Those of you who feel called to ministry, are you just, are you just want to do ministry? Are you burdened for the people of God? Are you burdened for the lost souls that are dying and going to hell? Don't try to work something up. Go spend time with Jesus and he'll work something in. And as he works it in, you just conjure that up out of your heart and you just be intentional by loving people. Is that funny? Oh, something else. My breath stink? I'm trying. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with God and with people and with yourself, but pursue them. Go after them. Go after the people in your life that you say are your friends and confess your faults to them. You know what? Let me say this too. Jesus, I think this is interesting. This is a a quick little note. Jesus picked Judas. Judas, Judas Iscariot. He's the guy that betrayed Jesus. Jesus picked Judas knowing that Judas would betray him. And he still made it in friends with him. I think that's interesting because you're going to get hurt. You might tell something to one of your friends and they might hurt you. And that's okay. As long as you don't insult them back, but you bless them and you pray for them. You know, part of me wants to say, you need to be careful what you tell the people. The other part of me wants to say, you know what? Sometimes you're going to tell people things and they're going to hurt you. And you need to get over it and learn to bless them. If life was all about you feeling goosebumps and always being happy, then Jesus would have paid for our sins another way. But he paid for our sins in death and persecution and rejection and blaspheme, then blaspheming him. He was rejected. 
The Bible says to take on that same attitude. See, right now, there's so many things that I could even talk about, but I'm trying, I, I, am, I, am, I am wanting to impart a word. I'm not wanting you to leave here tonight going, that was cool, man. But I want you to leave here tonight saying, what shall I do about this word? Because if, if, if you're really going to start doing this, it ain't going to feel good all the time. And it's going to cost you. And you're going you're gonna to kind of feel stupid sometimes. But are you going to keep being intentional? Or are you going to give up because you're afraid? Make friends in this place, in, in this gathering. Pursue each other. Pursue other Christians, even if they're not in this gathering. Create and build fellowship with other believers. Don't have fellowship with unbelievers. That's, that's important. Be careful how you knit yourself with and who you knit yourself with. Don't have fellowship with unbelievers, but love them and trade your life for them and have relationships with them. Make friends with them. The Bible says don't have fellowship. That means don't knit your heart with them. Don't yoke yourself to an unbeliever. But with each other, if you call on Jesus as your Lord and you are a son and a daughter, you are brothers and sisters, right? Now it's up to you to actually bring that into reality. To this really is my brother, this really is my sister. You with, you with me? It's, it's a simple message, but I really want to start with simple because I'm tired of trying to find more revelation and I just want to live God's basic simplicity or simple message of loving each other. That could be the whole Bible. Jesus did all this amazing stuff. He came and he lived among us. He lived the perfect life. Okay? And then he, and then he died a death for us to bear our sin. And, and then he went into a grave because, because he died. He was a person. And, and that's what they do with him. They put him in graves. They put him in tombs. Right? And then he rose again three days later. And he ascended to heaven. He poured out his spirit on you and on me. And in view of that, be intentional about making friends. Here, I could add a word there. Be aggressively, intentionally intentional. <laughs> All these big words. But what I mean by that is be aggressive. Grab life by the horn. If there's anything that I could challenge our men by here, is that you're lazy. If you're lazy, stop being lazy. Because if there's anything that women need today, it's men that are warriors and that are willing to fight and grab life by the horn and be men of God. Not a guy that looks pretty, but a guy that's aggressive, a guy that's strong and that leads with passion and with intention. Stop being, stop being passive. Well, that's my personality. Well, that doesn't justify it. The devil's a liar. You get what I'm saying tonight? I don't want to do what Paul did and preach for nine hours and somebody falls off the balcony. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> Send Billy down. Raise him up, man. Bring him back up here. <clears throat> Our life is to respond to the God who intentionally and aggressively and relentlessly and unconditionally pursues us. And the way that we respond to him is by loving him and loving 
people loving Billy Forsythe. Loving Seth and Dave. I don't know your name. What's your name? David and Dave. Brilliant. <laughs> I should have said it again. Dave and Dave. Loving David and Dave and, and pursuing each other. And Mariah and Ashley. And Christian. And Faith. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. I mean, like, junior high still, too soon. Like, <laughs> too far, sorry. Too far. No, I'm being, I don't know, I'm trying to protect her, all right? I'm trying to protect her. Shoot. Right, Reed? Back me up. Be intentional. I love you, Austin. Be intentional. Would you stand with me? Because I might just keep going. I'll get myself in trouble. Hot dog. I'm glad you all came tonight. This is my favorite day of the week. It is? How many of us love this day? You know what? You know what? What should happen is as we continue to love each other, we should like make up nights to just keep hanging out. You know, like, hey, let's just hang out again. We just hung out like two hours. Let's just do it again. Okay. Let's do it again. Hey, let's, let's have a MyPod. Bro, it's 10 o'clock. We just had one. Like, we just finished. Let's do it again. Okay. Let's do it again. Why? Because I am wanting to be intentionally intentional about making friends. Making friends is not passive. Last we'll finish this. It's not passive. You can't be passive and make friends. It's aggressively, intentionally intentional. Don't miss that. Aggressively, intentionally, intentional. Come on, let's say that. Aggressively, intentionally, intentional. All right, let's pray. Let's pray.